0: Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's online news act has had no effect on Canadians' use of Facebook.
1: The Trudeau government has issued an LGBTQ travel advisory for the United States, an advisory that is usually reserved for authoritarian states in which homosexuality is criminalized.
0: Disgruntled New Brunswick Progressive Conservative Party members have failed to trigger a leadership review of Premier Blaine Higgs over his support for parental rights. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, August 30th, and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm your host, Cosmin Georgia.
1: And I'm Lindsay Shepard.
0: We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A recent decision by Meta to block news links in Canada in response to the Online News Act has not deterred Canadians from using Facebook, according to a recent data analysis. Facebook's daily usage by Canadians has remained roughly the same since the platform's parent company, Meta, made the decision to remove news links at the beginning of August. Data provided to Reuters by SimilarWeb A data analytics company that tracks traffic on various apps and websites found that there was no major drop in the amount of time spent on Meta's platforms by Canadians. In June, the Trudeau government implemented the Online News Act, which forces Meta and Google parent Alphabet to compensate Canadian news publishers for their content if users post it on their platforms. Meta and Alphabet have said that the new regulations are not sustainable for their business models. As a result, Facebook and Instagram have decided to ban news sharing on their platforms altogether. Facebook claims that news accounts for less than 3% of content shared on their platform and provides no economic value for them. It seems like the Online News Act has failed to achieve anything it's actually set out to do where are the wins because I'm not seeing any when the liberal government first proposed this legislation it was meant to be a you know big win for the Canadian legacy media they're finally going to get compensated by social media tech giants so from your perspective Lindsay are any of these efforts actually working are they achieving what they set out to do
1: Right, so far the only thing to come out of this, out of the whole Online News Act debacle, is, yeah, Canadians are no longer able to access news on Facebook and Instagram. And this is going to play out for a couple more years, actually. Later this fall, the CRTC announced they're going to hold a public consultation on building a bargaining framework for the Online News Act. And then You know, mandatory bargaining is set to begin in late 2024, early 2025, so we're going to be talking about uh, Bill C-18, now known as the Online News Act, for a while. Last week, on August 23rd and 24th, the media advocacy group Friends of Canadian Broadcasting, they organized a boycott of Meta and Instagram, so they asked Canadians not to post on those platforms in order to protest,
0: Yeah, for sure. There's so much spin going on right now, both in the legacy media and in some of the comments that are coming out of the Liberal Cabinet. I think Canadians are waking up to the fact that this is all the government's fault, no matter how much they're going to say that, oh, you know, it's it's meta that's blocking all the news. Well, actually, they were put in a position where they either had to abide by this legislation that was poorly written, or they will have to sign these agreements, these contracts with failing legacy media companies that aren't really generating revenue for these social media tech giants.
1: Trudeau government updated its travel advice and advisories for the United States on Tuesday, telling LGBTQ travelers that some states have enacted laws that might affect their visit. Although the Global Affairs Canada United States Travel Advice page continues to tell travelers to take normal security precautions, a new section has been added specifically addressing the LGBTQ community. The advisory reads, quote, some states have enacted laws and policies that may affect 2SLGBTQI persons. Check relevant state and local laws. Such advisories are usually reserved for authoritarian states in which homosexuality is criminalized, raising concerns that this could further strain relations between Canada and the United States. Although the Canadian government did not specify which states it is warning travelers about, Some states, like Florida, have made headlines for pushing back against gender ideology. Florida recently passed legislation which put limits on the teaching of gender ideology in public schools and allow parents to opt out of said lessons if they choose to do so. Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie recently said in a media interview that she was considering a, quote, game plan for Canada should the US government take a, quote, far-right shift in the next election. Cosman, how are states like Florida harming LGBTQ people by pushing back against gender ideology in school?
0: I don't think they are. I think there is a group of radical activists who like to make it seem like this is an attack on the LGBTQ community, but we know there are many people within that group who actually support some of these initiatives, particularly removing some of the Ideological education aspects that have been embedded into the curriculum, trying to brainwash students, trying to convert them into these followers of this woke cult. I think when you sit down and actually look at some of these bills being written in the United States, they're very sensible, they're very reasonable. But we have a media and a group of very committed activists trying to make a mountain out of a molehill and demonize people who are willing to stand up for children's health and parental rights.
1: Do you think this travel advisory will hinder our relations with the U.S.?
0: I definitely don't think the uh, Biden administration is going to be happy with this. It's weird. The liberal government has chosen to use foreign policy in recent weeks uh, to virtue signal. Essentially, we saw Melanie Jolie, as you mentioned, you know, talk about a game plan. It should the United States government become a far right authoritarian, you know, state. It's totally ridiculous. This is not how you conduct effective foreign policy with your biggest trading partner, but also your biggest defense and security ally. And this type of attitude, holier-than-thou attitude from the liberal government, extends to other things. We've seen it with the digital services tax. There's a dispute going on between Canada and the United States. Trade representatives are involved. So Canada has decided to barrel ahead with this tax, despite the fact that other OECD countries have said we need to wait until negotiations are over. Yet here is Canada implementing this before anybody else and willing to make an enemy out of our foremost ally.
1: This episode is brought
0: to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking
1: commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech.
0: Disgruntled members of the New Brunswick Progressive Conservative Party have failed to trigger a leadership review of Premier Blaine Higgs. As reported by the Canadian press... PC Party Executive Director Andrea Johnson said members failed to submit 50 valid letters requesting a review, including at least from 20 PC Writing Association presidents, which means Higgs will remain premier without internal challenges to his leadership. The push to oust the Higgs government came amid the premier taking a strong but controversial stance on parental rights. In June, the New Brunswick government announced changes to Education Policy 713, which, among other things, require that children under the age of 16 receive parental consent before they can officially change their name or pronouns at school. The policy change outraged trans activists, supporters of gender ideology, and liberal politicians. It was also met with some opposition from within the party. Two PC cabinet ministers resigned over the ordeal, while some party members began organizing to have a leadership review. As previously reported by True North, several PC party executives believed the silent majority stood with Premier Higgs amid strong support in the province for his stance on gender identity. The Higgs government has doubled down on its support of parental rights and clarified that the name change policy applies to name use by teachers in the classroom as well. I think early on when Premier Higgs was the first Provincial leader to introduce such a policy, which I think is very badly needed in uh, Canada's education systems. There was a sense, an assurance in the legacy progressive media as well as, you know, liberal politicians that this issue was dead on arrival. But that's not the case, is it? We've actually seen Higgs survive a potential leadership review we know the polls are on his side and now we see other provinces picking up on this policy and adapting it to their own circumstances we've even seen ontario ontario education minister stephen lecce also consider a similar position how do you expect lindsay the liberal government is going to react to this because there's obviously a growing movement, there's growing legislative momentum, and I suspect many Canadians are on the side of these premiers. How is Trudeau going to respond to this moving forward?
1: Well, Cosman, back in June, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau said that the Blaine Higgs government was full of far-right political actors inflicting cruelty and isolation on vulnerable people. But then, you know, a poll was released by secondstreet.org and the market research firm Leger, where we learned that 57% of Canadians agree with Blaine Higgs, with the New Brunswick Premier and his stance on parental rights. So I mean, we can only conclude that Trudeau thinks 57% of Canadians are far right. We know that Trudeau has no problem being divisive and demonizing people for political gain. Uh, We know that during the pandemic, he called unvaccinated people misogynists and the fringe minority with unacceptable views. So it's the same with this issue. He has no problem demonizing a group of people, and he'll probably continue to double down. He really has no interest in, in unity or negotiating or finding common ground, even though that was the title of his book, wasn't it?
0: All right, everyone, that's it for today, but don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live today at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Take care, everybody.